Earth Search 2, a new adventure serial in time and space by James Follett. Telson, Shana, Darv and Astra have left the Challenger to investigate a mysterious dish-shaped object drifting in space. They learn from Solaria, its control computer, that the object is Solaria D, an abandoned artificial sun, one of several that were designed to pour down life-giving solar energy on the Earth during its journey to a new star. In Solaria's hologram library, they discover that the Earth's destination, its new sun, was a star named Navita 6. Earth Search 2, Part 5, Sun Death. That's the last of the star map holograms, Telson. Not one of them mentions Navita 6. Yeah. Oh, perhaps Darwin and Astra have had more luck. Why are there so few star maps, Solaria? All the Solaria artificial suns were in orbit around the Earth. Therefore, there was no need for a Solaria crew to concern itself with astro-navigation. I see. Where the Earth went, so we went. Until I became unsafe and was abandoned. So you have no means of propulsion, Solaria? No, Shana. Oh. As I have been as helpful as possible, I will be grateful if you would answer some questions for me. If we can, we will. Go ahead. Your ship is of a pre-Solaric Empire design? Yes. That is most interesting, Telson. Does it have a computer control system like me? It has two systems which I sincerely hope are not like you, Solaria. They are Angel 1 and Angel 2. Ancillary guardians of environment and life. Yes. That is interesting. Then they are like me because what? they are free will computers. Don't give her any more information. Hmm? Dove! Astra! Oh, what have you managed to... Astra, what's the matter? It's nothing... Oh. It's just that we've had a bit of a shock. We'll tell you about it in a minute. Uh, we did manage to find these hologram discs in the crew's quarters. What luck have you had? None. These discs are much smaller than the library ones. Mm. They're among our more interesting discoveries, one of which was this, a portable hologram replicator. Is that correct, Solaria? Yes, Dar. You mean was a portable replicator, don't you? Yes, it is a bit of a wreck. All of them appear to have been smashed by... Um, careless androids. You will find portable hologram discs of little interest. They were designed for engineers who wish to make memo recordings. Yes, right now all I'm interested in is the whereabouts of Navita 6. Now surely, Solaria, somewhere in your memory there are star maps for this sector of the galaxy? I'm sorry, Delson. Most of my facilities were assigned to routines to maintain the Solaria reactor and to look after my crew. So you've no idea where Navita 6 is? No. I heard the crew talking about it. I knew that it was the star that the people of Earth had selected as their new sun. But that is all. It did not concern me. Uh, Solaria, did you know that Astra and I have been to the calibration room? Of course. What about it? She knows. Don't you, Solaria? Humans are so curious about everything that I saw a little point in warning you about the calibration room, Astra. Perhaps I should have done so. What about the calibration room, Darv? You'd better come and see for yourselves. Engineer Halston, commanding officer of Solaria D. Those burns, you can't tell if it was a man or a woman. Sandro Halston, a man. Oh, 17, 18, there's 20 of them. A dreadful accident. One of my androids encapsulated them for me to preserve them. In just over a thousand years, my orbit around the nearby star group 
will take Solaria close enough to the nearest star to ensure orbital burial for them. How did it happen? It was after the weakness developed in my magnetic fields containing the plasma in the central fusion reactor. The resulting nuclear fission bursts caused the radiation levels to rise beyond a point where they could be controlled by my crew. That was why I was ejected from Earth orbit. There's no radiation now. No, the shuttle's hazard monitors would have warned us if there was. Yes, but what happened to these crewmen? Why weren't they evacuated? They refused to be evacuated because they wanted to save me if they could. They were cutting into a section of the reactor with photonic lances when a focusing coil on one of their lances failed. The burst of energy lasted no more than a millionth of a second. They could not have known what happened. But why didn't Earth send up a shuttle to recover their bodies? It happened after I was ejected from Earth orbit, and the radiation levels made it too dangerous for anyone, even androids. You said you're a free will computer, Solaria. Yes, Sharma. Why was it that you remain active after this artificial sun was ejected from Earth orbit? I mean, your central memory must have taken millions of hours to build. Even with a technology as advanced as Earth's, surely they would have wanted to keep you. For what other purpose, Shana? Well, I mean, as a, as a backup computer for the other Solarias. As it is, you're useless, aren't you, Solaria? A superintelligence looking after a derelict artifact. And why was it that your communication systems were removed or destroyed? I do not recall saying that they were. You didn't. But you observed the presence of our starship before we arrived here. Yes. And you made no attempt to contact it. That is so. Therefore, it would seem that you have no communication facilities. You are correct, of course. And in view of the assistance I have given you, I would like to be linked with the communication systems on your shuttle. Who do you wish to contact? Your guardian angels, of course. Of course I understand the urgency of the situation, Bran. Mm -hmm. Just that this artifact is going to prove difficult to salvage. It's made of an extremely tough material. What sort of material? It's metallic. Shana's working on an analysis. Once we know more about it, we'll know how to deal with it. That doesn't explain why you failed to report to me at frequent intervals. I can't get on with a salvage operation if I have to keep talking to you, young man. I don't like having to cope with a time lag. Also, there's interference on this channel. I'll call you in two or three hours. I think we've got it. Um, sorry, Telson. You can blame me for the crackling noise. What exactly are you and Astra doing? Well, we're using the shuttle's power supply to run this hologram replicator. Well, what's the point? The thing's smashed. You think that only its internal power supply is damaged? You know what you're doing, Doc. Let them get on with it, Telson. But what are we going to do about Solaria wanting to communicate with Angels 1 and 2? She won't say why, but I don't see what we've got to lose by letting her. You damage the shuttle's power systems, Dov, and okay, I'll... OK, OK. Sorry, sorry. Right, Astra, try loading a disc now. Oh, uh, the last one in the set? Mm. Right. Anyway, I don't trust Solaria. I don't trust any free-will computers. No. But they are completely self-centred, therefore whatever Solaria's reasons are for wanting to contact Angel 1 and 2, you can be certain that they won't benefit. We've done it. Oh! It's working. It's loading a disc. Starv, you can't generate a replication field in a space shuttle. Shut it off. No, it'll be all right. It's not a very large field. Shut it off, I no, say. No, Kelson, let it run. Then keep well back. Outside the field. Come okay. on. Okay, there's plenty of This is Chief Engineer Sandral Halston. Can you see and hear me, Mr. President? Go ahead, Halston. I hope this is going to be more positive than your last report. I'm sorry, sir, but we've done everything we can. You've got to stop her, Halston. 
smash her central switching room. Do whatever you have to, but in the name of Earth, stop her. There's nothing we can do. We can't get near her. She's got all the photonic lance welding androids guarding her switching room. I've already lost half my crew trying to get near her, and four men have been killed while destroying all the data link transmitter receivers. This short-range speech channel is all I've got left. What's that noise? It's the two-minute sunburst threshold alarm. The cone will be sunbursting in two minutes at a 100% overload. Have you managed to disconnect the other computers? Yes. Compartment President Elkran. Total control over all the other Solaria computers on Ice Rebel Yolardin City in two minutes. And you, Chief Engineer Halston, you will not defy me again. All my welding androids have been instructed to find you and destroy you. She means it, Mr. President. From here I can see all the repair and maintenance androids clearing from the dish. The auto countdown has started. There's no way I can stop her now. We build free will computers and turn our backs on the lessons our forefathers learned a million years ago. It was the only way to achieve the effectiveness we needed over such a long period of time. Now please, Mr. President, you've got to reverse the traction beams and eject Solaria D from orbit now. She's got to be destroyed. Cut her loose. She has no means of propulsion, therefore she'll be harmless. Just cut her loose. Don't worry about anything else. W-12 and W-15. He's in the calibration room. There's not much time, Mr. President. There are two androids coming for me. I've worked out what has to be done. Switch this channel into the traction control center, and I'll give them the release settings. It might send her into sun, but I've not had a chance to check all the details. They're listening, Halston. He's in there, W-12. Burn through the bulkhead if necessary. You must get away, Halston. You're needed. There's no time. The android will be through the bulkhead in a few seconds. There's four traction release settings. Tell traction control to load them as I give them so that they can release the beams as soon as I give the last setting. First setting, 379. Repeat it. 379. Second setting, 437. 437. That's him, W12. Destroy him. Third setting, 557. Final setting, four, two, six. Two, six. We're reversing the traction beams. Goodbye, Halston. Goodbye. I will find an ally, Earth. Even if I have to wait a million years, I will find an ally, and I will conquer you. One day, Earth. One day. So, Halston didn't succeed in setting Solaria D on a course that would destroy it. And the Earth was content with abandoning it. Obviously they realised that Solaria was helpless. Unless she were to team up with Angels 1 and 2. Where's Dov? He was beside me just before the recording oh, ended. I can guess what the idiot's up to. If he tries anything with Solaria, she could turn one of her welding androids on him. Oh, no, leave him, Telson. But don't you no, see? leave him. He's impetuous, but he's not foolhardy. Let him try out whatever scheme he has in mind. Hello, Dove. Ah, oh, hello, Solaria. Um, I'll need your help if I'm to connect this up for you. A radio transceiver. Hmm. So that you can contact Angel 1 and 2. I, uh, I suppose it's a bit crude after what you're accustomed to. Uh, I mean, the engineering in that portable hologram replicator looked fantastic. So you couldn't repair it? Oh, no, never. It was all too complicated, way over my head. Um, 
Which android shall I give this to? Uh, only they'll have to be careful with it. The androids are too clumsy for handling delicate equipment. Set it down so that I may communicate with your angels using my audio facilities. Ah. What's the matter? It does work. Oh, oh yes, yes. Um, the, the trouble is, Solario, that it hasn't got any audio facilities, and it's our only portable unit. I don't know much about these things, but I think the only way for you to contact Angel 1 and Angel 2 is through a direct link with this thing. How do you propose providing that? Uh, I don't know. Uh, whenever our angels need to be patched into special systems, I have to go into their central switching room and make the connections in there. They allow you in? Hmm, yes, of course. Well, why shouldn't they? Oh, but I don't suppose you have a central switching room. You're so much more advanced than they are. I do have a central switching room. Oh, well, that's all right, then. I, I don't think I'll have any problems. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I promise not to whistle while I'm in there. I do not understand. <laughs> well, it's just that Angel 1 and 2 can't stand it. They say it upsets their higher-level facilities. Very well, Doc. If you promise not to whistle, I'll let you into my central switching room. Well, what I don't understand is, why Bran wouldn't accept your reasons why the Angels want a shield built around the Challenger? If those noises are blasting them senseless, it's obvious why they want it built. Bran's not stupid. No, but he's ambitious. Only because that's what the angels have instilled into him. It doesn't matter where his ambitions come from. What is important is that he and the angels learn nothing about what we've discovered here. Mm. We must never mention Novita on the Challenger outside Darv's and Astra's room. Why worry, Telson? Novita 6 is meaningless to us anyway. It must be a name Earth gave their new son under a different system of nomenclature. Mm. And we destroy all the records here. Yes. Oh, here's Darv at last. Open the door, someone. Well? Solaria doesn't exist anymore. What do you mean? <laughs> Solaria's a free will computer. Was a free will computer. But... Can you imagine an alliance between her and our beloved guardian angels? Oh, well, Solaria is finished. A victim of my boyish innocence and charm. <laughs> uh, Tilson... Remember what you said about the time when you got into our angel's central switching room? They were nothing but two organic brains that could be destroyed with a couple of blows. Well, Solaria was the same, except that it took four blows. Oh, oh Darth, well done, Darth. wonderful! <laughs> it's another attack. It's a severe one by the sound of it. Check the console, Shana. Make right. sure we're not losing any systems. No, everything's looking okay, thanks to this shuttle's lack of computer control systems. Can you get a direction finding fix on it? Um... No, it's affecting the instruments. I'm getting a reading from space yes. and a weaker signal from the star group. It must be the loudest we've ever known it. How long was that? Ten minutes. Oh. Wow. The first attack for a long time and far, far longer than any of the others. What's the betting that a burst at that strength for that length of time has badly damaged our beloved guardian angels? I hope so, Dov. We'd better think about returning to the Challenger before your son starts getting abusive again. Searching for clues as to the whereabouts of Earth was the first thing we did. I'll tell you, there was nothing. Why should I believe you? You'll see for yourself when the Challenger catches up with Solaria D. I've no doubt that you've ensured that everything of interest was destroyed. 
just look round. It's on your repeater screen. Just look at it. It's so beautiful close to. May I see, please, Elka? Use the repeater screens, please, Astra. You don't mind, do you? Only you've been on it, but I've never seen it properly before. Oh, it's so beautiful. I wish I'd gone with you, people. And I regret not sending you with them. Oh, you some common sense, Bran. Put yourself in the position of the people of Earth. If you had to abandon something as large and as costly as Solaria D, wouldn't you first strip it of everything likely to be of value? What I want to know is whether or not the artificial sun contains enough material to build the Challenger's meteoroid shield. More than enough. But you won't be able to use space mining techniques to recover it. It's too tough. Plasma blasts won't break it up as they will an asteroid. It'll need at least 500 specialist androids equipped with cutting lances. I now have more than enough androids, Tilson. Yes. Unlike you, when you were in command of the Challenger, I have ensured that the production of service androids has kept pace with the ship's needs. How long before the Challenger catches up with Solaria? 30 days. And how will you transfer the androids and their equipment once we reach it? It has an artificial atmosphere and gravity, and therefore conventional docking will be impossible, and there are hardly enough shuttles. That's the problem I'm discussing with Angel 1 and 2, and which is none of your business. The four of you are to return to your quarters and hold yourself in readiness for any more questions I may have. I and Angel 1 and 2 are far from satisfied with your report. Yes. I've told you everything, Bran. We are very tired and might consider answering more questions when we've rested. The uh, Guardian Angels don't have much to say for themselves, do they? Was there any trouble while we were gone? Why should you think that? Oh, nothing. Hello, Tidy. We're back. Why is it that humans have been programmed to always state the obvious? Oh. Didn't you wonder what had happened to us? No. Isn't it nice to feel loved and wanted? <laughs> uh, tidy. What? Uh, did any service androids try to get into these quarters to mend the sensory tracks while we were gone? Yes, but they always left when they saw me. Yes, I don't blame them. Uh, and you stayed in here all the time? Yes, but I was switched off again. Ah, yes. After all that time, and then this unprovoked attack, froze up, I did, froze right up, nothing working. I was having an argument with one of the service units at the time, when all of a sudden, zonk. Zonk? Zonk. And you froze up? So did the service unit, but it didn't notice, when it recovered, that it hadn't been operating for ten minutes. But I noticed. Oh, yes. Dove, while Telson was reporting to Bran in the observatory, Elka and I used a telescope to study Solaria. Mm -hmm. I gave Elka the coordinates and she loaded them manually. I said they weren't exactly right. And it was taking us ages to locate Solaria, so I said to Elka, why don't you ask Angel 2 to do it? Well, Angel 2 isn't talking. What? That transmission while we were on Solaria must have wrecked him, because now I'm sure he's not working at all. Uh, tidy. What? Look. Go and fetch Telson and Shana, and no arguments, please. All right, so I'll admit that it's a possibility, but how can we be sure? If the attacks had had more effect on Angel 2 than they had on 1, it would explain why he's been so slow in responding to requests. It's true that he's much slower than when we were in command. And now he's stopped altogether. Yes. There's still Angel 1, so I don't see what good it does us. Look, all the functions of the Challenger came under the control of the Angels in the old controlled zones, right? Now, some functions they shared, and some they didn't. Telson, you and I came under Angel 1, and the girls came under Angel 2, remember? They switched control sometimes. Right, sometimes. But each angel retained his or her overall control. 
Now, we know that Angel 2 had primary control over the observatory, because he was always the one to power up its systems when it was wanted, just as Angel 1 seemed to have overall control of the suspended animation chamber. And they both controlled the main control room. Hold on, we're rushing ahead. Firstly, we still know next to nothing about the Angel's rebuilding of the ship. What we do know is that they've changed everything so that we don't even know where the main control room is. Well, surely they've only changed the ship physically. I mean, all right, they've, they've built a new central switching room somewhere, but they wouldn't have altered their own functions. What would be the point? Exactly. If Angel 2 is finished, then we ought to be able to gain control of all the functions he was responsible for. <laughs> if Angel 1 lets us. How could she stop us? She can't run the entire ship. Otherwise, why did the builders provide it with two organic freewill computers and divide their responsibilities? Oh, yes. she'd find a way. She has an armory of psychological weapons, or had you forgotten? If the transmissions have caused Angel 2 to break down, how much longer do you think Angel 1 can last? If Angel 2 has broken down, we've no definite proof that he has. Oh, right, so let's find out. Well, how? We've cut the monitoring tracks. Do we wander along the corridors, calling out his name? Oh, well, it's one way. Two. Two. How much longer? The severity of the attack is making regeneration extremely difficult, one. And I'm experiencing grave problems with Android Surgeon General Kraken in the main control room. You must assume control of his higher levels to allow me time to regenerate. We cannot afford any time. And my assuming control of Kraken is out of the question. I am finding it impossible to store so many levels of your memory during your regeneration periods and to assimilate new information at the same time. If I cannot make plans to counter the attacks, then we are finished. Very well, too. But why did you disturb me? All four have left their quarters. What four? Telson, Shana, Astra and Darv. My suspicions are aroused. I am convinced that they have learned the whereabouts of Earth in the Star Group during their visit to Solaria D. If that is so, one, it is imperative that you obtain that information. Why are all four of them out at this time unless they are planning something? You must use an android to stop them entering my areas, one. I can do nothing for several hours. The damage caused by the last attack was greater than I first suspected. Perhaps you should alert Bran and Elka. And admit that we have been weakened. If the four address you, I will deal with them. I will help you if I can, one. But it will delay my regeneration. Right. This corridor will do. Okay. You ready, Astra? Yes. Angel 2! Angel 2! Yes, Astra. Oh. Hello again, One. So you've taken over this corridor as well, have you? Doesn't Angel 2 have any responsibilities now? The rebuilding of the Challenger is a continuous process. Functions and controls are under constant review and are being reassigned all the time. There is little point in your continuing with this juvenile game of wandering through the corridors calling for Angel 2. We would like to visit the observatory. Or is the observatory another reassigned function? Yes, Astra. You may visit the observatory. You should know the way by now. You will have to manage without our assistance because we are planning the construction of the new meteoroid shield. We had exactly the same experience, Telson. Over 20 corridors tested and not one response from Angel 2. It was always Angel 1 who replied. So it looks as if Angel 2 is disabled. It has to be Earth who is responsible for the attacks. 
If only they would increase their intensity. Well, it's incredible that they're at the level they are. I mean, even assuming Earth is now in orbit around the nearest sun in the star group, the energy that they must be pouring into space during the attacks must be approaching the output of a main sequence star. Contacting Earth and getting them to increase the frequency of the attacks is now our number one priority. Yes, but how? The nearest star in the group is four light months away. If that's the Earth's home, then we'll have an eight-month wait. But the Earth's home could easily be the most distant star in the group, meaning that we'd have to wait 20 years. That's odd. What is? Hang on. What? Astra, help me with the telescope calculations for a moment, will you? Oh, all right. Now, Dar, this is what we'll do. The next time there's an attack, we'll all head for the observatory immediately. Shana can work the direction-finding radio telescope manually, so there's just a chance that we could pinpoint the transmission's exact source. What do you think? Hmm, that's an idea. Except that we may have to wait years for another attack. Oh, there might be one tomorrow. Their frequency is completely erratic. The important thing is to have a plan of action when there is one. Hooray! What are you girls looking for? Solario D. We found it. Range is now just under 20,000 miles. Well, it couldn't have been difficult finding it. You were already set up on it. But it wasn't where it should have been. I noticed as soon as we came in here. Yeah, it's on your repeater screen. Smack in line with the diamond constellation in Atari. So? I've done some calculations for Shana. Solaria is three degrees out of position. You must have made a mistake. Solaria had no means I of propulsion. I have not made a mistake, Telson. I'll back her up there, Telson. The one thing Astra's good at is adding I'll up. I'll deal with you later. Look, there's nothing to joke about. Either Solaria D does have a propulsion system, or something's causing her to be deflected from her true path. And ours, too, if we're on a radar-controlled auto-course lock. We're getting odd readings on everything. It's so infuriating the way all the computer-controlled instruments have lost their calibration. Mm. There's a light and gravitational distortion that must be connected with Solaria's deflection, and yet I can't measure it. Well, it could be a cumulative error in all the observatory's instrumentation. No, I don't think so. I'm certain it's something much more serious. What are you doing in here? Oh, Bran, look, there's something I'd like you to see. I'm not interested in what you would like. What I would like is all of you out of here Now, you listen to me. Angel One gave us permission to I'm stay here. I'm the commander of this ship, not Angel One. You want anything, you ask me. Now, get back to your quarters. I'm not interested in any argument. Out! Astra, wake up. Wake up. Astra. Uh, what? what? What's happening? It's another attack. We've got to get to the observatory and find out where it's coming from before it stops. Come on. There's nothing according to the spectrum analyzers. Go into the sonic frequency range. How could they transmit sound through space? Well, we've always heard some form of harmonic generated through the hull, so it's worth trying. We're never going to pinpoint it. It seems to be coming from two sources. I found something on the optical telescope. What? It's on your repeaters. Wow. Oh, no. oh, how could we or the angels have missed that? Circle of black nothingness. Oh, we missed it all right. Solaria D is plunging into a black hole. And we are following it. In Sun Death, part five of Earth Search 2 by James Follett, Sean Arnold played Commander Telson, Amanda Murray Shana, Hayden Wood Darve, and Catherine Hurlbart Astra. Angel 1 was played by Sonia Fraser, and Angel 2 by Gordon Reed. Bran was Michael Maloney, 
Elka Jill Lidston, Tidy David Goodison, Solaria Pauline Letts, Elka Ran Nicholas Courtney, and Halston David McAllister. Earthsearch 2 is directed by Glyn Dearman.